to Sam Smith? 15? <laughs> I think he's in his like probably mid. He's, a, he's about my age. Maybe he's like, like real ignorant. Who exactly is Sam Smith? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is, he, is he the beautiful? Is it that guy? We're getting to the hard questions. No, that's no. James Blunt. That's, yeah, that's James Blunt. Uh, okay. Sam Smith is. Uh, uh, hold on. Won't you stay with stay. me? Oh, yeah, oh. stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's black culture? Well, no, that, nah, not that particular, not that particular song, song, but he has so. other songs that oh. I guess they sing. He's like on some Justin Timberlake shit where he's like... Justin Timberlake is black culture? <laughs> <laughs> well, when he Stephanie was Mills, we got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I'm lost. That's a good point. I right. think Justin Timberlake with Timbo and Justin Timberlake with Pharrell is what people kind of refer to as black artists assisted in your, you know, your come up, mm. assisted in breaking your sound to, you know, not only like urban uh, crowds, but like the expansive hits that you benefited from. But were I think black people buying his music? Were black people buying Justin yeah. Timberlake's music? Yes. Really? I Wait, Justin? So. No. Wait, are we talking? I think Justin? No. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. didn't? Black yeah. folks Absolutely. bought Justin Timberlake? Yes. yes. This something. is a no, not like I'm disagreeing. This Wait. is a no, like you, I'm. You didn't. You, you, I'm upset with the universe. And I didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Yeah, I no. didn't know this. Justin Timberlake was welcome at all the functions until he pulled Janet Jackson's titty out. Yeah. I knew that. And then right. it was no longer. But That's I mean, Future Sex back. Love Sounds and Justified. I love it, T.I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my love to y'all. Yeah, but even yeah. before that, when um, Instinct did like Gone, I Gone, like a yeah, clear yeah, memory. yeah. Once they switched yeah. over to like, oh, we're gonna do some oh, R&B shit for you. Wasn't there like, like a, a Nelly on the song? Station? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's, I mean, it was it oh, was a God. soul record. It, like, it did break them. Yeah. yeah, I don't know Gone either, but I'm, wow. I'm shocked. I didn't know that black people liked Justin Timberlake like so, that. I knew they thought he was cool because he is cool. Seems like a, a kind fella. Like to hang yeah. out with at a at a party. Who do you think I didn't know base was? I mean, I thought it was white people. All white. people? I thought it was young white people. Honest. Wow. I didn't know Justin Timberlake had a strong black fan base like that. Yeah, I think he, I mean, like it's it's different now because of the stuff that's transpired. But sure, yeah, right. I think at a certain point, yeah, for sure. Interesting. I think, I think he was very, very welcome into what was going on. Oh, yeah, barbecues. I mean, he wasn't exactly Kickbacks. Robin Thicke. Like, I think Robin right. Thicke doesn't have probably yeah. like, I would bet that Robin Thicke has like a 20% white fan base. I would believe that, yeah. <laughs> like, you know. But with Justin, I feel like it was probably closer to at least 60, 40, 65, Black? 35. Yeah, really? a cool 35. A, a, 30, a, a, cool, a, a 35. cool 35 at least. Wait, I mean, 35 was black or 35 was white? 35, 35 is black. black. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not like that. No, I don't think we okay. carry Justin Timberlake. No, no, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way we carry no. Justin Timberlake. But we was there, though. <laughs> we was there. <laughs> we was wow. there, though. We was there. At least a leg. Yeah, right. A leg and an arm. And an arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, sorry. This is all breaking news to me. Oh, oh you didn't know either. I didn't think it was that deep. Okay, so I'm not oh, crazy. No, nah, man, no. I just was, remember the deep. bus, though. That's it. The bus. No, I just remember riding the bus in middle school and like high school or whenever Gone came out and Gone was playing on the rap and radio sta- rap and R&B stations and like all the people in the back they were like, "Yeah, we fuck with this." And I'm like, <laughs> oh, really? Okay. And then he wore cornrows at one point. So he definitely wore cornrows. That was that was a good moment for him. He's, he's, right. And and the <laughs> Canadian tuxedo that he wore with Britney. Wow. Justin Timberlake, man, he mm. has a very interesting arc. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I gotta revisit that whole period. Yeah. Do you? It's dark. It's a dark rabbit hole. Yeah. I don't know if we're in the darkest timeline now, but that one comes that, close. That no, one. that no, that is a very dark. I think that time like inspired DMX to like make it was that dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, man.
something to say podcast, by the way. I'm Ja. I'm Christina. I'm Yo. And for the very first time, we have a guest. We do. Christina, tell the people what they've won. What they what they won is a special visit from the one and only Mike C Town. I need a bitch with long hair like Mike C Town. Yeah. Talking shit, I'm talking shit. You catch. I know it's the first guest. Yes, that's exciting. Yeah, you are. You are very privileged. We're drinking white biracial. Yes, we're drinking white biracial. Existed until today. And here we are. Bougie Hennessy. It's already special. Gentrified whiskey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Basically. Who would have seen Basically. the day? Man. Man. So wow. <laughs> I don't even know. You think Kanye only that. drinks this kind of whiskey? I bet he does. Oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't talking. match the the off-white color palette that they got going on in oh, there. Is it not Suck white it. enough? He, he only it drinks, is like, not vodka. white enough. Yeah, I was going to say, he oh. probably drinks like vodka spritzers yeah. and shit like Stop that. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like, no, you're probably like, right. Like when you go to Wyoming, white you Russians. drink a, Yeah, white <laughs> Russians and all that type of... Yeah, yeah. Extra yeah, white. For sure. <laughs> as white as you can possibly make it. Sorry, Kanye. <laughs> now I was just stuck on Kanye saying he watches black porn as if that's like something to be proud of. Blacked. Black, 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 black. No, 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 you know what that is right. No. Oh, you. Okay, so no. black, black. Oh, black whoa, man. Whoa, no, we're about to I thought that was like we're all whoa. about expanding cultural horizons on no. something yeah, to say. Yes, yes, really? yes, I yes, thought he yes, said. Yes. Oh my god. You thought he said black? Porn. Yeah, like ebony porn. No, I don't want to know. No, 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 you need to know. You need to know. You gotta put these things in context. Young ears. You have to understand what he said and why when he when Kanye says that. It's like, because of course you do. Right. Was, That's uh, what I said. Of course you do. I thought it was ironic because of who his wife was. But well, it is. Well, yeah. But for a different reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I missed the whole joke. Yeah, blacked, blacked, B L A K. Blake. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's no. that good white Hennessy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that good white Hennessy. Back to the slave days. I see. Let me put this shit down for a minute. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. The episode's over. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're going to need a okay. check after this one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Blacked, like as a verb with the ED at the end, right? Yes. It's all like like black men on white women. Typically black <gasps> men with like horse dicks on these white women. Y'all That's can see why. Right I know. This is amazing. <laughs> His, he's. His jaw just dropped. Because <laughs> now the song Ecstasy makes home like it makes, it make, it make, like, right, right, right. I just right, connected right. like six dots. I did not need to connect. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, right. That's, that's why. It but makes but I will. Sense. But I will say this: Black is like. There's some incredible cinematography on black. <laughs> <laughs> like it's very professional. It's super. Like you've never seen <laughs> porn like high. this. It, no, I it's mean, like 4K. But the way that the I don't know what kind of camera that is. I don't know how many frames per second they shoot either. at. But it's different. <laughs> like I'll say that. Like, Do they get bigger budgets to biracial porn? I think Whoa. so. Especially well, if it's I, black well, men on white women. Well, absolutely. what I've heard though is that I've heard that with white porn actresses. The, I don't know if it's like that still to this day, but at a lot of at a certain point, you got less money if you started fucking black guys because oh, I didn't know that they were saying that white guys didn't want to think about white guys that weren't cool with mm -hmm. interracial sex or whatever. Sure. They didn't want to think about your, the porn star they had fucking some black dude. Whoa! So Whoa. Some, porn, some oh, white porn stars only do 
white guys. And then the ones that wow. cross over, cross over. And, you know, it might be a different type of hustle now because some of those jobs you can't get because they're like, oh, yeah, no, nah, we're cool. We don't shoot those type of movies. Yeah, over here, that type of thing. Brand new interest in the point industry. So you're telling me that while Hollywood stopped reinforcing the Hayes Code 50 years ago that banned any depictions of biracial couples on screen, it still exists in porn. Yeah. Great. Let, let, the, let the porn stars tell American it. history, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. They, and they talked about yeah, this. Yeah, there's a documentary like, about this. Yeah, there's a documentary about yeah. the whole thing. Like, they've talked about this openly, but it's like you're not... In porn culture, that's just like, if you choose to do that, that's on you, mm-hmm. but just know that you might be taking an L. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> it's some crazy shit. You probably should start a porn podcast because no one's talking about <laughs> No one's stuff. talking about it's, those it's, type it's of issues. It's interesting, man. Yeah. We talk about diversity and representation on Hollywood, but I really want to know more about diversity and representation in porn. I'm telling you. No one listening to this podcast thought they were going to hear any of this information right now. And I, lo- I like that, actually. That makes me happy. So you're welcome. Although I wish there was a video because... <laughs> Yo, space is amazing. Yo, find some time to you, just. I have to do my Googles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do your Googles just and just take a look and you'll see what it. But yeah, that was interesting that he did Man, say I that. I completely like, missed the joke. I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, okay. But now. Yeah, when he said it, all I could do was laugh. I was like, yo, yeah. That's, Same. That sounds about right. Yep. Uh, that's that's, not, that's, not that's, what, that's what Kanye's on nowadays. Well, like, speaking of porn, Nicki Minaj. She does porn. What? No, but no. <laughs> but it's Minaj, like a you. Someone had to attempt porn. to do the segue, so at least I had. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was my hat trick. No, I respect that. Trick. I respect that. Yeah. Dang, I mean. Okay, so speaking of porn, new album, Nicki, mm-hmm. Queen, mm-hmm. album sales, mm. lowest of her career. The current projection is the lowest of her career, Aww. looking at like twenty-two pure. And I think at the highest 150 oh. overall. Mm. So where what does that say about Nicki Minaj in 2018 and where she stands in hip hop? She should have stuck with pop, I think, personally. She should have kept making them starship shits. <laughs> mm. Serious. She could have been next like black lady gaga. Well, I guess I never thought about that before. She did not commit. She did not exactly. at all. She was afraid. But the funny part about that is when I always thought she went pop too early. Really? When mm-hmm. that first album came out, mm. the first single was Your Love, and that was kind of poppy, yeah. but it was it didn't take off as far as a, a pop hit. Not at all. And then, um, I forget what was the other single. It wasn't. That Big Sean was ass. I forget what the, what the, the rap single. I guess it was Moment for Life, technically. With Drake. With Drake, yeah. And that shit worked, but that's like a that's still a more of a, a rap record than yeah. a than a pop record. It has some pop pretty chords in there, but it's not really a pop record. But mm-hmm. then she did Starships right after that, and I was like, Oh shit, you're doing this already? I thought she was gonna mm-hmm. rap for a little while longer. <laughs> but in hindsight, you're right though. Like she probably should have just kept making them shits and mm-hmm. it probably could have been But a lot of this shit is not is even passive music. I think it's just her. Mm. Cause like not for nothing, there's a lot of women who are making their move right now as far as rappers go. A lot of them. Like, 100%. Yeah. If Double XL freshman cover next year could be all women, and you really couldn't even argue it. It should be all women, to be honest. Like you could make an argument if you didn't put a single man on that Double XL cover next year and looked at and took Sweetie and 
Meg the Stallion and I mean they'd Malibu have to break their Mitch. Yeah, if they broke their group's role, like City Girls would have to be on there. Yeah, City Girls. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. City Girls. Like it's a gang of no, Stefan just did this one. She was the only woman on this one, right? Yeah. Stefan Don was. Mm-hmm. But um Yeah, I don't know, man. Like Nick she's old now. She's the old one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All these other girls I just named are like in their twenties. Nikki shouldn't have been picking fights. Mm. Nikki should have came out, been humble, you know, made friends with Cardi B, and I think Nikki would have been fine. It could have worked out Nikki super good for the, her. She split the audience down mm-hmm. the middle, and it didn't work out in her favor. Fuck like they, they, the people decide what it's gonna be. Yeah, because Cardi was more relatable than Nikki. Nikki's right. not relatable. Yeah. Like, what fucking little black girl do you know that wants to be a Barbie? I mean, it worked for a while. How many of... Huh? It worked for a while. It did work for a while until somebody else came around that was way more realistic. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, nobody that we know from certain parts of town were collecting Barbie dolls and being like, I want to be a Barbie and talking in fucking British accents and shit. (laughs) Nobody was doing that. (laughs) But we know a lot of Cardi B's. It made sense. Right. You know? Especially now, like in 2018, like nobody wants to be a Barbie. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Nah. Would be Obama. You want to be Michelle. <laughs> you want to be Michelle. But, you know, you Michelle don't want to be a Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> I think even all. Michelle like <laughs> Cardi B more than fucking Nicki. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the music. You know, maybe not. I mean, were you a Nicki Minaj fan? Like, were you invested emotionally in Nicki Minaj at any point? I did feel invested, but I guess for me in particular, to kind of see her take an extra girly stance, whether that's appealing to like the YouTube toddler superstars who guessed mm. it on Ellen. To, you know, to the to the Enya fans who she appealed to, like with the pink print. I appreciated that because at least it was something different. Mm, And I was like, okay, like I appreciate somebody who wants to embrace the color pink like that. But I do think the timing of this particular like I feel like Queen in particular is just like the album that I related to the least, which I find is really interesting because I feel like she was trying to give us the rap album that rap heads have said they wanted since the mixtape era but then now for whatever reason it feels very ill-timed i'm not sure why i'm still trying to like reconcile those views in my head i think it's just because she doesn't have a sound i feel like nikki did not pick a sound like if you the first four records on the album are kind of like all over the place Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is like a Caribbean vibe. This is a trap vibe. This is more mm-hmm. of a, a thin R&B-esque vibe. Like, she kind of hops around. This is a Biggie tribute. Like, you don't really know what kind of album you're listening to mm-hmm. or what kind of artist she wants to be. So I feel like, in a way, she seems more lost on this album than ever before, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. As if uh, Nicki hasn't decided the artist she wants to be. And for us as listeners, that just kind of creates a, a very uh, frantic listening experience. I wasn't really sure what she was trying to convey other than, look at me, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on top. But it did not convey that to me at all. She just seems like someone who was trying to pose mm-hmm. as a queen versus be a queen. Was it just me or did she like place more emphasis on her bars or like hype up her bars more with this era mm-hmm. than uh, in the previous era? I, yeah. I think is the the accusation she didn't write. I think mm-hmm. that really stung her. And I think she wanted to put a lot of emphasis on I'm rapping, I'm a rapper, and I do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Flex uh, interview today, like just how they talked about Safari 
was very much based around him saying that he wrote for her. Yeah. Like, she, obviously, that was, what, years ago? It was a while ago, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to think about how last album was, like, four years ago. And Safari's been doing, like, three press runs since then. So this is really, like, <laughs> yo, I don't even know what he's, like, selling anymore. But he'll he's be. he's on Love Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. He's on Love Hip Hop. And That's he puts what he's out selling. A, he puts out a single every, like. Yeah. Oh, he makes music? Yeah. yeah. He does a freestyle on <laughs> Breakfast Club every once Blood Moon. And, no. Uh, yeah. He put out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's real. He's, I need to hear this. He did flex freestyle. He did yeah. a freestyle at Breakfast Club. He's put out a couple of singles. I just figured he was bored. Oh, wow. He's got to find that hairline. I thought he was bored. <laughs> wow, what twelve k hairline? Yeah, oh, that was mean. yeah. But you know what? But she has a lot of audacity to talk about somebody's hairline, right? Like you got dinosaur eggs in your ass. Yeah, yeah. Like you're and like you're talking shit about somebody laser, else. You're laser cut and you talk right. about somebody's hairline. Like you the audacity. Get out of here. <laughs> the audacity of you, man. It's like Wesley Snipes calling somebody dark. <laughs> right. You don't like, make bro, any like, fucking like, sense. Like, come on, bro. I and that's a, again her problem. She needs to stop yeah. doing that kind of shit. But it's, she's it's very, very I just, petty and childish. But yeah. she's grasping for straws in a way that just looks bad on her. Like you don't yeah. look queenly right no, now like no. uh, like <clears throat> imagine not like, like never. rihanna used to use twitter a lot more and she used to you know kind of go at people a little bit but she was never anything like too wild nah. but like all of this shit like you know in the in their twitter back and forth today the thing that safari said that was like real that she can feel about it how she want was that like People are seeing you sweat right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't look like how you supposed to look for who you say you are. True, I, agree. <laughs> and I was true. like, can't argue with him. Like, yeah. well, I mean, case in point, you know the the Twitter beef that actually got written about in the New York Times, like her whole thing with Wana's World. You know, like, well, yeah, that's she. Yeah, she can't. She's not good at taking. She calls it the hate train, but she's just not good at taking criticism. For for those who might not be caught up yet, like, can you run break down exactly like what happened there? Uh, Wanda Thompson is a uh, writer, uh, blogger, journalist. She's from Toronto, and she, I guess she has a was an employee of uh, Karen Civils, mm-hmm. an intern, and, I think, an intern, and you know she wrote on Karen Civils' site, music, uh, music uh, critic, et cetera, et cetera, and she put out a tweet basically saying, you know, the the me paraphrasing the tweet is, I wish Nicki Minaj would grow up and make some more adult or more advanced, grown type of rap music. Nicki got offended, cursed her out, sent her all types of crazy DMs. The barbs go crazy and attack this girl and harass her. It's, the whole thing is just dumb and it's childish. So that's the backstory of that. But that's just, a, I guess, a symptom of... Nikki just being super insecure as an artist and as a person. Mm. Like, I don't really know what else to call it. Like, I mean, people have said things about her health and whether or not she's using substances and all that. I don't know if any of that is true. I mean, well, to that to that point, I mean, she's made a lot of songs about using drugs. So, I mean, that's in that's her that's that's her bars. But for whatever that's worth. But a lot of people, yeah. But everybody gets high, (laughs) right? No, everybody gets high. But but not everyone's a celebrity. I, what I will say right. is not in her defense, but I can only imagine having to be in a position where you feel like you feel like you're attacked a lot 
And the thing is, I think celebrities got to stop searching for their names. Because, see, she searched out that tweet from Wanda. Mm. Yeah. She, yeah, that's yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not yeah, something yeah. that casually came across. Or one of her psycho barbs added yeah, her. Added her, right? But, but they're going like, out of their way to make her try to again, react. But, to, yeah, but like, that's the thing is, it's like, when you're that high up, even if you feel a certain way about something, let's say she did feel a way about Wanda's tweet, the thing is, you got you to walk. Yeah, let, let let that go. There's no reason to hang on to that. Because when she responded to her, obviously you could tell she felt some type of way about someone asking to mature. Like it's sure. not like Wanda attacked her as a person or attacked her as uh, anything more than an artist. She criticized, yes. And I think that she obviously felt offended in a way where she reacted. And I think that's the thing with celebrities is you are in the public space where you will be criticized. By everybody, but you cannot react to everybody, mm. and you definitely cannot attack everybody. And then to pretend like it didn't happen just shows how childish she really is. Yeah, hmm. I just—I mean, all of this to me just all leads to like a downfall. I don't see how this is progressive or helping her in any nah. way, shape, or form. This is only L's. No, she, Nikki. Nikki went about a lot of things the wrong way. I think another thing she she really fucked up on is she should have. I think I think the reason people aren't embracing this new album as like a rap album is because she left rap. It's like when you completely mm. abandon hip hop and you move on to something else, mm. and then you just feel like you can just come back and not like I don't. I'm not saying she has to apologize or anything. Sure, but she had to do some kind of segue back. She can't just step back into the culture and be like, "Oh yeah, this is me. I got bars." It's like, yeah, but you left the bars alone for the past like two or three albums, and we all know this. So you can't just come back and act like this shit never happened. Mm-hmm. 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 Gotcha. I mean, it probably doesn't help that she seemed to take more cues from Eminem this album and lean on to the corny shit. No, I swear, mm. there were some punchlines where I was like, you were straining yeah, yeah. right now. So like wow. Street Fighter 2, Dalsim, like reach across <laughs> the bar, like some crazy ass reach that you, wow. Some Reed Richards reaching? Yeah, some Reed yeah, Richards, Mr. So. Fantastic. Like we, we need a class on the difference between clever and corny because rappers don't know. But they never have, yeah. and that's like... <laughs> to me, that's you don't think so. You think rappers have always uh, just been oblivious to no. what's yeah. Like, because like, if you so, if I if you if, like, if I take a fine tooth comb and start going through lyrics and bars of some of the greatest to rap ever, I bring you back some bullshit. You'd be like, oh, they said that. Like, yeah, that was probably. Some bullshit. Oh my god, I've like, always they're, wanted they're out there. Yeah, I've some always, have more than others, but oh my god. I think everybody has a few out there where it's like, damn. But why is it getting worse? That's the problem. Why is it getting? It seems like it's getting worse. You think so? I think it's people are just getting old. They're getting, just getting yeah, old. Getting a little lazy. We're all maybe. getting old. Well, we are definitely getting yeah, old. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely getting old. I know there's been shows where we've been in the back and we're like, please help me. Oh. <laughs> Gotta lean on to anything. Give a little bit of relief to our back. Yeah, we're definitely getting old. Oh but my god. These rappers are getting old. No, but I've also I've also been thinking a lot about just how much of ourselves we have to put out all the time. I'm sure everybody in this table can relate to that, but I feel like with the internet, we're constantly having to create more output. We constantly have to put ourselves out there versus like, I mean, I long for the days where like, um, a rapper could feel like they could take two to two to three years off mm. in between albums. And but it'd be they, okay. And mm-hmm. it'd be okay. And they not have to worry constantly about 
having to be in everybody's consciousness. And I say that, you know, with empathy because as writers also and as content creators, like I feel like we always have to put ourselves out there, that there has to always, we always have to mm -hmm. turn something out. So I feel like you can't really ask so much for people as far as creativity goes when you have to put out an album every year or you have to put out, you know, like a single, like every mm. month or two. You're on a you schedule, you're on yeah. a clock. Yeah. If you're on the Lil Wayne clock, there's only there's only so much time that's right. gonna be able to pass before you run out of gas, mm -hmm. you know? You'll, you'll have your peak period. Yeah. You were just fuming with creativity. Right. And then when those fumes run out, it's gonna be dry, but you're still recording. You mm -hmm. haven't stopped, you haven't recharged. Like Wayne never recharged after his great run. He had a good like two and a half years of just being like really good at rapping. Right. Great. But then after that, it was just, he was out of gas. Yeah, mm -hmm. like it was what it was. I think he's fueled up again. That's another story. You think so? Oh, yeah. That's the story nobody wants to talk about. Bruh, I'll talk about it all day. Yeah, I used to hate Lil Wayne. Come on. The last couple things Lil Wayne has done has Listen, been on point. The three words. Big bad wolf. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god. That's it. Yes. Okay, that's anybody, any anybody who oh like, because I saw people saying when oh. like when Wayne finally when it's the news broke that he settled up and he got you know what he yeah. needed from Birdman it was like okay Carter Five now I saw people like so Man. fuck out of here like why we want to hear Little Wayne like that shit like and I was like what are you talking about? Man. I, I won't cap. Dedication sticks. Reload it. I go back to some of those raps more yeah. than any there other was, album. No, he had the rhyme of the year. He he found a way to rhyme Antetokounmpo. <laughs> <laughs> when he got to that bar where he rhymed Antetokounmpo, I said, yo, he's the greatest of all time. Like, <laughs> done. Like, and and, it, and it he never, the, it never lost and, it. And then held the rhyme. He built up to Antetokounmpo. Like that right. was in the middle kind. That was right. like four or five bars <laughs> in. And then held the rhyme scheme for like another 20 bars. Man. Uh, dude is out of his mind. Yes. <laughs> He's yeah. out of okay. his mind. So if it's, Carter yeah. Five has some of that shit on it, yeah, come on. I need it. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I need it. it. Yeah, yeah, come on, bro. I, and I, I clown Lil Wayne for like five years straight. <laughs> <laughs> like we did full videos of right. nothing but clowning Lil Wayne. Cause he was a joke. It was a rough period. He, yeah, it was a it, it was, was a, a dark time period. in the in the universe. You know, it was a dark time in the galaxy. You know, and then Lil Wayne came back. And I don't know what happened, but he he slapped the shot a whole lot of people. Five Man. hard years, you can come back with something. Yeah. But but you're right. He yeah. he does sound a little bit more recharged on the mixtapes. I just hope that it translates to the album for sure. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Also, I don't want the album to be the one he made in what 2013. Like I want a, a new album. Yeah, for I hope sure. this is a yeah, new yeah, album yeah, yeah. and not the album you've been like holding on. Holding to on to. I mean, if years. there's if there's records, <laughs> you got worried. Oh, both of them. <laughs> then then you as a greedy fan, yeah, I just mm -hmm. give me all this shit and I'll decide what I like and what I don't mm -hmm. like. Like, don't try to give me don't try to hold album. back from me. Let me decide right. if that shit is whack. Like, yeah, you don't speak for me. You don't damn speak it. for me. <laughs> Put the song out and I'll tell you if that shit is trash or not. How dare you? But I want. But I do want to go back to what you said about. Um, about Wana. Okay. Like, as all of us, even doing this podcast, like, all of us here have opinions about music. Things we like, things we don't like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But as people who create content or write or, you know, take part in this culture, like, it's a weird time because I guess with social media and with artists like Nicki Minaj, sure. and even with Cardi, like, Cardi suffers from the same thing that Nicki does as far as just can't stop clapping back at people, can't mm -hmm. stop interacting with people and, and just being, you know, 
angry on some level, you know, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I guess, what is a... Is there any cultural critic that an artist respects? Like, is there any... What, what, what makes you a cultural critic that could be respected by an artist where it's not like, if I say your album is trash, you'll accept it and not clap back at me with 45 Mike C-Town is just shaking his head. <laughs> no, making that, that Mike C-Town that face. That's like a unicorn. Exist. This person doesn't exist. It does not exist. It's not Thank a real you. person. It's not a real Has person. Has it ever existed? No. Uh, well, actually, I guess I feel back like in before, the old days. I, you know, like, yeah, I feel like in the older days, like there was journalists that artists respected. I don't. Yeah, like, because you didn't have direct access to the fans back then. Like you couldn't. There was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. Right. Uh, so all you got was the magazine, and then you had to base people liking your shit off of your album sales. Album sales, one, aren't really relevant anymore because nobody's buying albums. Right. And two, you have Twitter, you have Facebook. You can go and just search your name. You can do that before. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If a, if a reviewer gave you a bad review, you don't get the chance to see the people's reaction to exactly. it. Exactly. It's simply, it's like your your interaction with them. So when they call you for an interview, you know, it's just it's just you two. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you can kind of like press them about it if you want to. Or you could be like, that was honest criticism. Like, I read a lot of old Lester Bangs reviews, and he'll talk about his interaction with artists afterwards. And it just seems like they were a little bit more poised when it came to having a, 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 a constructive critic um, break down the album in a way where they were like, okay, like, I get it. Right. Mm. Maybe I don't agree with it, but I get but it. But I understand that's mm. what you're But now to say. it's like, there's no understanding, mm-hmm. there's no respect for the opinion. It's just like, you said this, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This is that yeah, simple. Much. That's yeah. it. And that's why I think some artists are a little bit better than others. But I know I've written some reviews that people hate. There's no other way to put it. Like, they feel so that I was off based that they're just like, block DJ Booth, block mm-hmm. yo. I don't want to hear it. Whoop, 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 whoop. I just did my Bow Wow piece. They had put it on the Instagram story and they had tagged him and he sent back like this long message about like, fuck you, I know who you are. Wait, woo, which Bow Wow piece was this? Uh, the one I wrote last week. Because you were mean. I wasn't Leave mean. Shad alone. <laughs> I was you honest. were mean. I was honest. You just, man, yeah. Shad is like a, a, he's Shad. a, he's a boxing bag at this point. <laughs> he's <laughs> not, yes, man. He he's a puppy. I was nice. The, the puppy that you kick <laughs> down oh the street, God. the little dirty no, ass no, puppy no, in the Sarah no, McLaughlin commercials. What the fuck is the puppy? He's that puppy. Or the, or the, or the, or the puppy fries. that old boy kicked off the bridge in Anchorman. Oh my God. Like that kind of puppy. He no. did not have man. to fake being on a private jet. That's all. Aw. See, it's sad though. It's <laughs> not sad. It's like he's trying. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to, but what else is he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> he can't shock you with music. <laughs> Commercial flight's not that bad. You gotta think if you were in his position, like what would you do? Not be on embrace. Instagram. I was embr- I would, I would embrace I, I, it. I, I, mean, I would be on Instagram maybe, but I would be living like a regular life. Right. Like, I wouldn't be. I, would, I wouldn't be flexed like, up. If, if if you came up young and you've been rich since you were young, like that's a lifestyle that he was basically born into. Right. And then people like yo come around talking shit about poor little Bow Wow. Look, I wasn't talking shit. He gonna see you at some point. He don't know what I look like. Yo. It's okay. Don't be that. So he really, he really did message you though. No, he messaged the DJ Booth Instagram page, but it was like it was just so funny when he was like, "I know who you are." We was like, "Do you? Do yeah, you really? Do you really know what?" Because that's yeah, crazy. It was so weird. It was the weirdest. It was the weirdest message. Were you shook a little bit? No, yeah, I was not. Just a little. Look, bit. I was like. <laughs> 
There's some couple of rappers that scare me. He's not one. He's not one. He's not he, on the he list. Because he knew he was going to take a private jet over to your house. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I was, I was yep. so worried. That Same thing with like the Nicki Minaj fans. People were like, is, is your house on Instagram yet? And I was like, no. They can't find me. <laughs> like, you're never going to see me anywhere. <laughs> I'm not worried about artists like that. Mm. But I do see when you write certain reviews the reactions can be very, you know, disgruntled instead yeah. of looking at it constructively. So, no, I don't think there's a, a, a critic of the culture who everyone respects their opinion. Like, right. whereas, unbiasedly um, so, if this person says it's trash, then maybe it could be trash. No one thinks like that. Mm-hmm. I wish yeah. we could. I wish we could get to the point where you could have a negative review. But then you have, you have these situations like the Chance the Rapper MTV piece. They got pulled. They pulled that. Yeah. Yeah. That was whack. Also, Very you know, whack. Nikki and them pulled a piece. Out of MTV? Uh, no. Um, I was a whole nother side. I'll send it to you when I get a chance. Mm-hmm. But someone wrote a review about Nikki that people got on a really, really early, pulled the whole thing. Wow. So that's the thing also about being a critic in this culture right now is the fear of being constructive mm-hmm. and then having the artist get that piece pulled. Because then it's, it does no good. Because the publications aren't standing by the writers. They're not standing by the writers. Right. MTV should have stood by mm-hmm. who wrote that chance review. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what they what regardless of what the threat was. Yeah, I mean they made a business decision. But this is criticism. Yeah, no, it's bullshit. Yeah. But it's like that's you know, they chose that relationship, I guess. Right. Mike, I'm curious whether you agree with this stuff because like because what you what you do on your channel and what you guys do on Dead End Hip Hop is like completely independent of this space. Do you Mm. feel like with you guys not being affiliated with any one particular outlet that there is any freedom to be constructive? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we don't we don't have to answer anybody. We don't have to. I don't want to say we don't have to worry about pissing anybody off because we do, you know, um, but it's not like a business thing. It's more of a of a relationship. You know, I'm gonna feel bad type of thing. Like we've had artists hit us up about negative things that we've said. Um, they haven't really always been about reviews. Sometimes we just you know we just say shit, even if it's a joke, and we don't think about how that's gonna affect somebody. And we've had people write us and be like, "Yo, I really appreciate if you would delete that." Or I've had certain people call me and say, you know, hey, man, that wasn't cool. I don't appreciate that. When you get you know, that, not to cut you off, when mm-hmm. you get that call, does it make you feel like, damn, that mo- that many people are, are watching? Or is it more of a <laughs> just like, hey, all right, damn, that's fucked up. No. To be honest, I mean, everyone thinks that I'm this big asshole. But to be honest, it made me feel like shit. Yeah. Because the the person that, that and I'll tell y'all off, off the yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The person that was calling me was someone that had mental illness we didn't know this, and we were just oh, steady making it was jokes. One of those yeah, of okay. We were making you. jokes in one of the videos about this dude because he fell off. Right. And in reality, he fell off because he, he had a lot life. of mental illness issues. Yeah. So when he called, and I'm, I'm, I don't remember how the hell he got my number. That's but right. when wow. motherfuckers mad at you, they will find a way to contact you. But I'm not in the industry like that. Right. So I don't remember how he got my number. I might have gave it to him. I don't remember. But um, he hit me up, and we had like an hour long conversation. And by the end of the conversation, he was inviting me up to where he lived to go smoke weed with him and hang out. <laughs> but it started off with, that was really fucked up what you guys said. And you don't understand right. how your words can affect people. And I'm like, damn. 
See, oh, I feel yeah, like a dick. You don't sure. know. You don't know what someone's going through. But if it's a if it's a music related thing, though, that's yeah. different. That's different. Like that's if you're different. just like, yo, your album really isn't good. Yeah. Then I don't feel like you can call me and say, well, I have mental illness, therefore yeah. you can't but, talk shit about my album. That's not the way. That's not. Works. Yeah, that's not how but, it works. But I right. will say that mental illness might be the reason why someone might react a certain kind of way. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. it might be the reaction. It's not necessarily like changing the criticism, but sure. I'm trying to be more open to the reasons why people react the way they might. But see, people are going to start using that shit yeah, as an excuse. So I'm not pulling a piece because you said that you have mental uh, illness and you don't like the way I said your album was whack. Yeah, I'm not pulling yeah, a piece for that. But if I made fun of you as a person... If there's a, if there's a personal that's jab different. in there, yeah. right. that, that's yeah. maybe a little bit different. Even if it's a joke. But I, I mean, I agree with what with what you guys are saying, I don't think that there's any person that has that kind of uh, that kind of leeway. You know, um, there have been certain artists that have told us, like, "Yo, we appreciate." You know, I appreciate when you said that my album had this problem and that problem, and I've I've tried to step it up. Da da da. I don't believe you though. Like, <laughs> like you're not I don't in the studio you. thinking about what I said. Yeah, you're full of shit. <laughs> what you're doing is you're trying to appeal to me, uh-huh. so that I will think. See, it's like a it's like a Jedi mind trick, but they <laughs> they don't they don't realize that I'm like uh, what's it? Wallo, Wodo, the dude that you can't pull Jedi mind tricks on his ass. Like, there's no nerds here except for me. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't do Jedi mind tricks. So I'm like Jabba the Hutt, all right? right. Yeah, everybody knows okay. that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, when you, when you said that I was doing this bar like this and that bar like that, you know, on my next album, I definitely listen to your criticism, man. You're going to love it. It's a trick. Uh, yeah. You're trying to make me think that when I listen to your next album that you listen to me and therefore I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. But no, it's still whack. <laughs> you didn't change shit. But it's, it's, it's all a game to these people. Like, I don't right. think they really respect you being negative about their music. Uh-huh. Yeah. They just don't want you to do it anymore. So they're doing whatever they can do to, to make you, you stop. Yeah, side, that's all it is. Side, that's right. a good point. Can't fool Mike Z-Town's ass. Nah. I mean, yeah. I never thought you were a jerk. Like, I, like... All the videos I watch, I never thought it was like a jerk thing. I think it's like, like you said, a lot of times it'd be jokes and it'd be reviews about the music. Yeah, but you know, I've definitely toned it down. Right. Okay. From, Hopefully, from people. Know it. <laughs> but yeah, I used to be terrible. I used to be right. terrible. I used to just be out here just talking shit about everybody. Yeah. And I don't really do that as much anymore because right. once you start meeting these people and realize they're not just a voice on an album. Mm. It, it changes the way you... I mean, you can still say that somebody's album is not good. Like, when we do a Big Sean album now, yeah. I don't just shit on Big Sean like I used to. Right. I used to call him lame. I used to call him a loser. I used to say he deserved to get, you know, women coming in his house and jacking his shit. Right. Remember that little skit he had? He's in the shower and yeah. somebody yeah, jacked somebody his... Somebody yeah. jacked, I was like, yo, you deserve it because you're a fucking lame. <laughs> I don't say that kind of stuff Nowadays anymore. Nowadays, it's different, right? It's yo, just not cool. It's crazy because I had an incident with Big Sean a couple years ago. I did a review on an album and I was... Writing about how Big Sean's delivery is too cool, even when he wants to talk about something very sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you shouldn't talk about like your grandma who passed in the same texture and tone of talking about the girls you're sleeping with. Right. Like you shouldn't. Absolutely. And he hit up my editor and was wow. just like, like that hurt. Right. Because I mentioned his grandmother mm-hmm. and I was like, He's a real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a breeze. And you felt bad a little bit, right? Yeah, because I was like, yeah. I would hate if someone had said that about my grandmother. Right. Right. Even though at the time I'm writing a review and thinking that makes perfect sense. Sense. Like the logic it, of what I'm saying is it there. Articulates but. what I find wrong with the album, but mm-hmm. I did not think Big Sean mm-hmm. was gonna see it and, and think 
that hurt reading that about my grandmother because obviously to him maybe he didn't know what he felt was like heartfelt right and is a way to criticize that without being very literal yeah. in a sense or, or being pitting it her his grandmother in the in, in a frame that that could be seen a little uh distasteful disrespectful mm -hmm. so yeah. that really changed how i approach i just i want to respect all the artists i want to be critical as I can be, right. but I don't want you to read this and think I'm disrespecting you or yours or whatever because mm -hmm. you are a person at yep. the end of the day. Yeah, that's exactly how I am too. Or at least I try to be. So do you think this more empathetic uh, approach would make them less aggy? Nah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to nah. say. Like, I don't think that nah. I don't think that would help at all. It would at least, it would at least Avoid you those certain situations. Yes. I mean, those you specific, I mean? yeah, yeah, like, those specific instances where you say something personal or yeah. somewhere where you touch a nerve, where it's like, wow, like that's you know a little beyond a pale or whatever the case right. is. That's exactly. I mean, they're still gonna be mad. Yeah, they're still gonna be mad though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not mad in a way where they feel like they're personally attacked. Right. You're artistically attacked. You're creatively attacked. Personally, like, no, nah, I didn't bother you. So, but I don't know. I think you know artists are sensitive. I think we're all a little sensitive. Sure. So. I get it. I get it now. But I think, you know, going back to Nikki is how you react to mm -hmm. critics and criticism that kind of shows who's a class act and who's like really having, you know, public meltdowns and, mm -hmm. and going through something. Because I just I just feel like when I think about those messages, you shouldn't want to. You just that's just that's she, not. She went super hard. Like, that's just you really have a problem with that though. Like I respect an artist that when somebody's trying them, they just like yeah, fuck you. But who's like tr trying's, trying's one thing? Yeah. Trying's one thing. You don't think she tried her a little bit? No, just a teeny bit. Nah. So it's that nah. is saying saying I wish you would make more mature content. That's trying. That, that, that might be is trying. that trying it? Yeah. Well, it's, it's trying. Am I, am I pushing your buttons? Because Nikki was like, "You're ugly." Right. Yeah. 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 You'll yeah. never yeah. be yeah. anything. Yeah. Like you're just <laughs> jealous because I'm successful and rich. And I was just like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Like, <laughs> we have to contextualize. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta show you the messages. It's no, I saw it. I saw it, I and I read it, and I was like, "I understand. I, I, I do. I get why she clapped back." I don't, wow. I'm not justifying the degree that of, of the class. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> this, like, but this is the thing though. Like, I believe in the idea that, I guess this is kind of like counterintuitive, but mm. like, if somebody shoots at you, like, I don't think you have any obligation to necessarily respond in kind. Sure. Like, you know, if somebody, yeah. like, I think 50 used to say, everybody, everybody hears a shot, nobody sees a slap. Sure. So, sure. you know, you, it, when, so, when you do something to somebody, you don't know how they'll react. Your best bet is just not do nothing to nobody. I agree. But in Wanda's case, she didn't do anything to Nicki Minaj. The only way you're offended by that is if your ego is, like, as big as his house mm -hmm. and any little, like, small touch. Yeah. It sets you off because you're so sensitive to like who you're supposed to be. Like I don't know. You've been hearing it from a whole bunch of people, but maybe maybe that was just Man, the last fucking. The, the last song. probably was. And that's what I'm saying. Like I get it. I get it. I'm not justifying you. Got You sometimes you got to eat it. I'm just gonna use sometimes. Some not always. Um, I got a DM last week. I cannot think of the Twitter user, and he apologized to me. He was like, "Hey, what? I'm sorry." That happens um, on Twitter. Yo, right, <laughs> right. People are using their 280 right. characters. Nice things on Twitter. He was like, I was going through something, and you mm. wrote something, and I reacted negatively, 
and I was mm. a little harsh towards you. And I was like, I don't even remember this. I don't even know what you're right. talking I have about. Blight, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, maybe I deserved it. I don't know. Yeah. But it was just the fact that he, you know, he came to me and did that. I was like, well, that's very kind of you. But it's also like you never really know what anyone's going through. Mm. Maybe sometimes they do have like, you just get mad in your own Twitter. Yeah. Right. And maybe yeah. that was the last shot for Nikki. But the thing about it is I feel like she's not going to own up to it. She's not going to own up to what might have caused her to react to Wanda that way. She's not going to apologize for reacting that way. It's going to be more stunting and more flexing yeah. and more shitting on but, you. And, and the only reason why I think she owes her an apology is because of how she came at her. I if think, her music was hot, y'all wouldn't want an apology. No, nah, I mean, if her, I, I if her album would. was the shit, y'all wouldn't say Absolutely, y'all would be like, that's mean and crappy, but y'all would not want an apology. Listen, we never asked for an apology from Problematic Dad Future. Thank you. But that's never had. Rick Ross still hasn't apologized for talking about raping somebody. Y'all still buying his albums. I'm just saying. I was about to say because Nikki's Nikki's album is whack. So therefore, we can we can join on her. Hold on, hold on. I guess this is the only reason why I had brought up an apology is because it be it became entered public domain. When it entered the public, people want like a public reaction to this. So Rick Ross was in a song, bro, talking about drugging some chicks, man. Well, okay, you're right. Wait, I think he actually did apologize for that. No, well, he did. I mean, yeah, he did. After he got dropped by Reebok. Yeah, yeah, but I was saying, he, he offered he one of those force punches. Yeah, he, he wasn't, he wasn't. You know, a, that, that his publicist wrote well, that yeah, on her yeah, 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 yeah. and hit yeah, yeah, send on the right, email. Absolutely. You know this. No, That's absolutely. Yeah, no, no. He did. I get what you're saying. You're saying technically he apologized. Yeah, technically. What are you saying? Like, maybe not the apology, but he apologized. He apologized. <laughs> you know, it was on the blogs. They posted it. They posted I'm just it. Saying. It, was, it was reported that he offered some statement of right. sorrow oh. or remorse. Some type of statement of remorse. Oh. You know, he got dropped from Reebok. Oh I guess I'm just saying, you, I don't know, man. I'd rather you not overlook it and pretend like it didn't happen. Because she pretended like it didn't happen in the Flex interview. She completely was like, let's move on. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. Look, I'm I just, saying. I don't, I, I guess I just don't care about little stuff like that. Cause yeah. I've, I've had people say worse to me. So it's like, I mean, okay. Same. So she called you ugly and same. I've been called ugly like every day of the week. I mean, I guess, I'm okay with it. I guess, it's, I guess it's more so how her reaction led to the attacks from her super Oh, fans. from her fans. Yeah. Like she exactly. never called them off and they were, they start posting the uh, Wanda's daughter and stuff like it got yeah, well yeah, truth yeah. is she yeah. couldn't call she nah. couldn't call them off if it she got, wanted to like, no no wow. no but like I feel like if she would have got on top of it in a very mature manner yeah she like at least looked better yes yeah. or just not send the fucking e- DM or just yeah. say or if you, wanna, or if you wanna address the DM address the DM in like a regular way yeah. like all nah. of this but who put the DM on blast was it was it she was did it? Wanda did Wanda put so that's it. Wanda's fault why would you publicize I the shit if she said it was a DM but then you can't complain because her barbs jumped on you it's like if 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 some Somebody sent me, if Drake one day sent me a DM and was like, you need to stop talking shit about me. Okay, wait and for then, it. It's going to happen Which now. I do. I need to it's stop. Good. Yeah, it's I do gonna happen. to stop doing that. But <laughs> <laughs> one day I'll stop. It's a bad habit. I'm, I'm trying promise. to kick it. You talk about Drake like it's Newports. Like, it kind of is. You need a patch. You're like pooping when it comes to your on Drake. I'm trying to stop shitting on Drake, man. But he be calling me. He calling me, man. He be having to shit on Drake, man. I just can't stop shitting on Drake, man. Shit. I, I really have tried to be more diplomatic, but anyway, 
if Drake DM me yes. and just clown this, like, was just like, yo, I really wish you'd stop doing this shit. It's okay. fucked up. You're a little skinny asshole. Da da da. If I then take that DM and put it public, I can't then get mad because Drake's fans were like, oh, we're going to jump on Drake's side. I should have known that was going to happen. What the hell did Wanda think was going to happen? Well, that's, I think that's, yeah, I think the I fans no is a idea. byproduct. I think, exactly. I think her, I think her main point for putting it out there was like, Love Nicki Minaj is a piece of shit. And she's a little girl, and she's playing these dumbass games with me and saying this wild shit to me. Like, yeah. And not for nothing, yeah. like, everyone has a right to be who they are, but, like, I just don't see, like, you're a human being, but I mm. just, I could never see somebody who is, like, an elite person yeah. acting that kind of way. That's To me, that's just counter to what, though, what you know, yeah. if somebody yeah. might say something in a, you know, if, if Stevie Wonder was asked about someone who shitted on him, mm. or it, maybe he says something slick or makes a joke or whatever, but keeps it moving. Like, yo. not like, yo. you're not going to see, yo. Well, Stevie, yeah, I was going to say, you're not going to see Stevie jumped in someone's DMs? Well, I was, well, was going to well, say, well, I was going to yeah, say, weird no, listen, I was going to no. say, Stevie would be on Twitter, has, but then you're not going to see Stevie on Twitter. Has Stevie slid in anyone's DMs? No, he is Yo, listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. Stevie can see. <laughs> this is not stop. the first time no. I've heard this conspiracy no, listen, theory. I'm, this is not the first we're gonna time. We're going to stop. I'm not waiting. I'm waiting for him to slide in someone's DMs. Because then it's over. And say yeah. what? Then it's over. Hi? <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> but you a goddamn lie. Y'all are mean. This, this is why they want to fuck you up. Because you all be talking shit. This why. No, no. I'm not talking Stevie can see, man. I'm Listen. The, the one of my first one of my first jobs in entertainment was working for Mario. If you let me, let me love you. Let me love you, Mario. So we spent like three hours at Stevie Wonder's radio station in L.A. one morning for his morning show or whatever he does. And Stevie walked around his office like just like. Walking around the office, like from the control booth over to like his office, like right across the hall. He can walk out the door, go to his office, come. I was like, yo, man. Like he had an assistant, but Stevie was just moving around. I was like, come on. <laughs> he should have threw something. Roll up a water paper and throw it at Stevie. Like, come on, Stevie. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. So, so he didn't bump into anything, he didn't run into no desk. No, Stevie was just moving freely. Like they have that good like memory thing, you know, like okay. Daredevil. I mean, he's he Charles Xavier, maybe. I don't yeah, know. he told like he told uh, Donald Glover that he watched the Teddy Perkins episode and approved of his music. Really? So, yeah, who, wait, did. who did? Stevie Wonder. He said he watched it. That's what he said. No, he didn't. I seen the video. That's Donald Glover making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I seen the video. I seen it too. He said I watched it. Look, and I'll nobody see, said anything. I seen the video. <laughs> Look, it was like Donald was on like Fallon or something, and they were talking about the episode, and he was talking about Stevie clearing the the music, and it was like they sent him the script in Braille, but he told him I watched the episode. Oh, that's him making a joke. No, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Y'all are mad. all right. <laughs> see, see. All right. You keep playing around with Stevie. He gonna I'm see not. you. I'm not. I love Stevie. I love Stevie too. I just think Stevie can see. <laughs> I don't have no, I don't have no animus against Stevie Wonder. I just think he could probably like. Well, wow, you got a lot to say today. I just think you got a little peekaboo. That's all. Very superstitious. Writings on the wall.
Patreon is they're like angels, man. When it comes to like creators that want to make money off their shit, right? There's nothing better, cause like YouTube was totally fucking us. Like we were like we used to get decent money, and then YouTube just cut everything, and we weren't really making any. Not that we're in it to make money, but shit, it's nice to get a check from if you're doing something you know, that regularly. All this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it in light of what Jake Paul or like why did they cut everything? It was around the adpocalypse thing that happened with uh, Pootie Pie. Okay. When all these advertisers were saying, you know, we don't like the fact that you're advertising our products on questionable content. Right. So, of course, we have very questionable content. And it was like, well, we can't clean up cursing. I mean, you can tell me, but unless I'm at my mom's house, I'm going to curse. Yeah. And, yeah, we, we got our shit, like, cut more than in half. Like, we just weren't getting anything. And Patreon came around, and we tried it out, and... It's amazing. It's amazing. I have Patreon for my own channel, too. Mm-hmm. And I can't complain, man. I can't complain. That's, like, you got to think, if, if, if you have a decent following and just half of your, of your viewer base gives you a dollar a month, you can damn near live off that shit. Like, yeah. it's crazy. But, yeah, I, I am 100% pro-Patreon all day. Would you say you're making about what you were making before with YouTube? More. More? More. Easily more. So we need a Patreon page. Yeah. <laughs> because people will give. If, if you give them an incentive, they will give. Right. You know, like, now, of course, don't let them walk all over you because you still have those people that are like, they'll send you some fuck shit on Twitter. And if you clap back, like, well, I'm a Patreon. You know, I'll be the first one to be like, I don't give a fuck. You can keep your goddamn dollars. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck your twenty five dollars. Okay. Fuck all y'all. But okay. if you give like your your loyal people that are in it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. if you give them an incentive to give you a dollar, they'll do it. Okay. I, mean, I even started like giving to other people. Right, just to pass it along. Yeah, because right. it's just like if people are doing it for me, I want to do it for somebody else. But yeah. But mm-hmm. I have seen like a lot of YouTube videos that I watch. Over the past year, I've seen a lot of people start to talk about Patreon. Mm-hmm. And it's whatever they're doing, it seems like it's definitely working. Because we have no other choice. Because YouTube's not going to change. Right. Like, this is not a temporary thing. If anything, it's just going to get worse. Mm. So you have to find another way to get your money. And Patreon right now is the is the only option. Like, we went to L.A. and met with the people that, that do Patreon. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they were, like, the coolest people. <laughs> And they're really just like, yeah, we make money off you guys, but at the same time, we want you to make more. Mm-hmm. And they're giving us all these tips. And, and it's like, it's real shit. It's not like artist bullshit. Like, it's really, they really want you to keep making money because then you're going to tell other people that yeah. they can make money off Patreon. So, so yeah, I, I highly suggest Patreon for anybody that wants to make money off their creations because YouTube is on some bullshit. And until somebody comes around and says, we're going to do things better than YouTube, Patreon is the only option. It seems like we're in this time because <clears throat> I saw a couple of weeks ago. I saw uh, Swiss Beats talking about um, the copyright laws and like artists being able to get paid off their creations. Like, oh, that's you know, the other in, thing. Yeah, you know, in perpetuity, basically, or you know, or you know, once you sold a piece of art and it's appreciated, it's been sold time and time again and using these different ways, and you can't see any yeah. a dime off that. And then you know, recently they had the. Uh, was that a was it Forbes article about the, I guess the gap between how much 
<clears throat> excuse me, how much artists are getting paid in mm-hmm. comparison to how much money the music industry is bringing in. Every day, artists mm-hmm. are getting like twelve percent. I'm sure. Of the, mm-hmm. Whatever it was forty five billion dollars mm-hmm. that are made in the music industry every year. Whatever. Well, the even case if is. it wasn't Forbes, Forbes has surely reported something. Report like something that like before. that. Right. Yeah. Before. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. 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 I apologize yeah. to whoever I'm like flubbing <laughs> your whole article and research that you did, but I've been drinking. Biracial Hennessy. So right, right, right. <laughs> but the long and the short of it is, we're just in this time where it's like people aren't creative. People feel like they're not getting paid for what it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder. It's been going on for a long time. This isn't like a new concept of creative people getting robbed. But now with the internet and the way people can kind of, I guess, stay indie for lack of a better term without having someone over them. Like I just wonder how that gets fixed. Like you say, YouTube is screwing people over. Patreon is is stepping up to the plate to do what they need to do. Like, yep. is that the the end all be all of it, or is there? I mean, personally, if we're really gonna talk about that, personally, and I'll be quick, I think the easiest thing that YouTube could have done to fix this entire problem was to segregate advertisers. Like, if if this advertiser is okay with questionable content, put them in this bucket and then advertise them towards these videos. If this person is not okay, then you put them in this bucket. It seems easy. It seems like if they can create algorithms to remove LGBT content, then they can fucking create algorithms to say, this bucket can only be advertised towards these types of products. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So like, it seemed like it was a very easy fix, but YouTube just didn't care to do it. Mm. You know, like Swisher Sweets doesn't give a shit. At all, because <laughs> like they contact right. us directly outside of YouTube, and like we want to advertise with you guys. Right. Uh huh. YouTube could have got a cut of that, but they're so stupid. They're just like, well, fuck it, we don't care about these people. But these people got a lot of money. Yeah. But that would have been the easy fix. But I don't think YouTube is ever gonna do that because they don't care enough. They they make enough money off the Jake Pauls and the Logan Pauls and all the other whatevers. Yeah. You know? Their only it last name is Paul. <laughs> Every uh, probably all the Pauls. It's like thirty-five that's like, Pauls. <laughs> that's how you get popping on YouTube. Be I, white and have Paul yes. in your name. Yeah. If like, I was white, I would definitely create a channel and call myself a Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's gonna check me? <laughs> that sounds like the weirdest episode of Atlanta ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like Black Klansman. It's kind of like you infiltrate YouTube as like yeah. a white guy and you just like fool That's people into shit, thinking that you're a white guy somehow this whole time and then they never seen all they see is like you know the outward facing camera or it's sorry like, mm. to bother you you saw that movie right mm. yeah yeah you just have to white voice it you have to white yeah, voice, yeah, white it, voice it down out. yeah 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 it's i should change my name to mike paul and just be like i'm gonna <laughs> adopt your brother i could be the yeah, butler i bet i still sure. make crazy like yeah, yeah 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 mike paul two first names absolutely I had one weird question, and I guess that'll, that'll be to wrap it up. Um, I'm trying to think of the most concise way to like ask this, basically. Um, but I feel like, Mike, we've at least like talked before about how um, there's like the independent critics versus like I guess like the journalism industry in particular, and um, and how. In conjunction, as dead as outlets like Dead and Hip Hop continue to gain like relevancy, um, the traditional journalism industry mm. is kind of collapsing onto itself. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm wondering is, in the time that you've been doing Dead and Hip Hop, I guess like how do y'all, how do you guys view your place within like 
this critical space? I don't know if mm. that's like the most. No, that's a good question. I, and I and I can't remember if it was you or somebody else I was talking to that I didn't know that there was such a tug of war between traditional journalists and, you know, I guess half-assed journalists <laughs> or whatever the hell we're called. <laughs> You're gonna I don't know. Vlog dead and half-assed. Dead, dead and half-assed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that this was a tug of war, but then once that was brought to my attention, I started looking around. It does make sense. Like, I, I, I would wish we could fit in more in that landscape, but I don't think that'll ever happen because I think there's too much of a threat. You know, it's not that we're doing anything better because we're not. I read articles now where I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. But people are so lazy, they're not going to sit there and read a four-page article when they can watch some asshole like me say it in a much less eloquent way in four minutes. Yeah. You know, mm. I don't... What, you think you don't, you don't nah, think No, you're so? right. I mean, four pages in four minutes is a big yeah, difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. And I mean, the, I'll sit there and read it. Like, I'll yeah. read y'all's shit and be like, damn, that's dope. But I, I'm a nerd. I don't have anything <laughs> else to do. The attention right, economy yeah. is different. Like, the yeah. shift when it comes to just visual content mm -hmm. and just being able to put YouTube in the background. And yeah, then you, go. Can't, right. you can't put an article in the background. That's a good point. Like you have to pay attention to it. So I feel like that is the big difference mm -hmm. is that you can listen to a review versus, or you can listen to a podcast mm -hmm. versus sitting down and like reading something attentively. It, yeah, it doesn't, point. the time frame is so different. Mm -hmm. No, but you to, but to y'all's credit, like if we were working for like a traditional magazine right now, like with our advertising dollars, I feel like we would have to give priority to uh, Chance the Rappers, mm -hmm. like the faux indies and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But because y'all create whatever focus you want, like you could cover like doom metal or black metal or whatever, and nobody will be like, well, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't get in clicks or whatever. I feel like um, you guys have like a place you know what I mean? Because like there are now all these holes in our coverage that mm. we have to experience because we have to compete with like everybody else. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. And that the way that's the way we used to feel. OK. But we don't really feel like that anymore. Like when we like four years ago, if, you know, MC Cotton Swab walked in the door, hey, we, we review my album. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. Right. Now. Not we so just much. can't because because what also comes with that Patreon thing I was talking about is you're now kind of beholden to the people. And the, to the, put out the, content the, yes. of a certain type. Yes. Yeah. Content that they want to watch. Right. And if you don't, if you're not doing that, then it definitely affects your channel, it affects your pockets, it affects your viewers, all that. So we do still have to kind of cover the the big ticket items you know we still have to cover the big shawns the, the mm. Nicki minajs the travis scotts you know if you watch our channel now you it's very rare and it sucks but it's very rare that we're covering those super tiny artists i try to cover them on my channel because right. i don't really care that much because right. you know i'm not making money off my channel anyway right but with dead end it's a it's a it's a bigger <sighs> risk you mm. know do you think that's the the flip side of the Patreon that you kind of become a channel of the people versus a channel of your of your own? Yeah, it is. It is, and I but I get it though. No, one hundred percent. You know, and 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 it, and it does make me feel bad. Like I'll when like certain indie rappers will come through town, they'll be like, "Yo, come to the show. I'll get you on the guest list." 
and I'll go and we'll sit backstage and we'll talk. We'll talk for like an hour about whatever. But at the end of the um, day, you can't use content. Well, no, I can use the content, but they'll, but they'll. A lot of times, the the discussion revolves around not so much what can you do for me, mm-hmm. but more so like I wish there were more people like you that were doing what you do, which mm-hmm. makes you then feel bad, like you got to do it more. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, sure. like yeah, yeah, it's, sure. it's like they're bigging you up, kind of, but on the flip side, they're also kind of enough. making you feel bad, like it's not enough. Yeah. You know, because like Fantano can't do it all. Can. He's in the same position, even though he does reviews every single day. I don't see how he does it. I don't either. <laughs> but I, trust me, I do not either. Well, contrary to what I was thinking, you know, um, in the sense that there would be a little bit more freedom. It's oh. because you guys have been around for so long and you guys kind of see like what works. You guys are and with the Patreon, mm-hmm. it's like there's still you're still kind of like beholden. Yes. You know, you, you can you can tell if you go and you look at the the comments right on some of the videos for like these smaller artists. Yeah, it's just people shitting on it. Like mm. you can tell they're not even trying to listen to it. I'm only here to hate. I'm only yeah. here to hate because I want to hear what you have to say about Big Sean. I want yeah. you to go make fun of Nicki Minaj's album. Yeah. They don't care if you're like trying to promote some dope indie artist that's trying to do like some real shit. They don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like on on one hand, it's like yeah, we gotta be you know stay with what the people want right. on the other hand it's like you also feel kind of bad for the artist mm-hmm. you know like like we just did one for um oh my god i forgot the dude's name <laughs> it's okay it's, it's too much music anyway just keep blaming it on uh, the biracial we... hennessy man. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. right, i've been drinking a little bit and i haven't eaten today um oh. but yeah we 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 do like videos for indie artists and we did one fairly recently and if you flip through the comments it's just people just destroying it. Yeah. And it's a dope song. But right. people are just destroying it because he's so indie that it's not even appealing to them. Mm. Like if this was if this was Mac Miller making this song, it would be, they'd be like, oh, this is the hottest sorry. shit I've ever heard in my life. But since it's not and it's somebody else, they're like, oh, this is this is whack. This is bullshit. Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to be a jam sport nowadays. It is. Like, it totally if you, is. If you're a jam totally if you're a jam sport, then it's like you live a you live a tough life. But it totally is. What I, I don't think artists understand when it comes to the media side of things is yeah. that we can't cover everything. Yes. We just cannot. It's, it's, impossible. it's impossible to cover everything. Even when we like something. And now I tell people will come to me with like albums all the time, like, hey, can you cover this? And I was like, what's the story? I can sell a story. Mm. I can't, I can't always sell. I can't sell. This I can't, is dope. I, I can't love even this song. Sell a good song, but like, yeah. if you have yeah. a great story, then maybe I can work this into another story that yeah. I have mm. that I can bring you and Jay Z and Beyonce. And somehow you all meet. Right. We can yeah. meet in the middle because that's that's a better way of selling artists. Because when you just put them out there on the front street by themselves, it's not gonna work. Yeah. They'll eat them up yep, without yeah. ever right being honest and giving an honest ear and think like maybe this is dope. They'll just be like, why didn't they just post so and so's album? Exactly. Why didn't they post so and so's song? And they're gonna let you know. I see it and I'm mad. Yep. Yeah. That's you exactly know. right. And that's that's the problem. It's like the other problem is actually if you're if you're actually a music lover, yeah. people don't understand that sometimes you really don't want to break down an album, like mm-hmm. like a. <laughs> Some people don't really understand how how difficult it is to be diplomatic and eloquent about. I like this shit. <laughs> yeah. like, sometimes that's really all you want to say. Is this yeah. is dope. It's dope. <laughs> this is dope. And then just move on with your life. Right. Like I don't feel like sitting down. Like people want me to review the new bus driver. That's gonna take me hours uh-huh. to figure to out how to say. And what are the how, like why this is good. Right. Yeah. You know. 
it's a rabbit hole to jump into. It is. Well, that's why I commend you guys for what you guys do, just because it's like you guys make that criticism not seem super tedious, which I think is like the problem with like a lot of like the the old magazine reviews or whatever was mm. just breaking down like every little thing. And it was just like, okay guys. Um, but there's definitely a fine balance to that just because you have to regard that at the same time, like that's not how people experience art. People don't experience art being like, man, what are those guitar tones? What's yeah, going on yeah, here? Yeah, you know, that's yeah. just that's not a how good point. Yeah. That's, you know a, what that's I mean? a big problem with music journalists mm-hmm. is they think that you have to be a musician in order to critique music. Everything is technical. And that's such bullshit. Like you read some music reviewers mm-hmm. and it's just 35 big words. <laughs> and it's like nobody Stretched gives a shit. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't care a fuck about your thesaurus ass review. Like Man, you, I don't care about this. Like just tell me what it sounds like. Seven paragraphs and 60 words. Y'all right. impressive. Y'all remember that um documentary Babies? Mm-mm. Babies. I think it might have been in like 2013, 2014, 2015. It doesn't matter. The AV Club reviewed it because it, it was basically about four babies from around the world. And the entire review was just babies, 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 babies. But that's because that's what babies make you feel like. <laughs> You're just like, oh, like, what's happening? It's a review I think about all the time. Cause it's like, what else needed to be said? Right. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing at all. Well, you know, you, you said something though that like it's kind of speaks to the heart of my perspective on like the music and like criticism of the music is that I guess there's some, I guess there are fans who I call jam sports who are like everything for them might be technical. Sure. And then there's fans who are like, okay, the technical shit is cool, but like it's music. It's supposed to feel like something. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't feel like anything, I don't care how technical it is. If I can't, yeah. if, if I don't, you know what I mean? Like, so I guess there's people who, maybe they struggle, not struggle with, but like that's what type of person they are maybe skews their perspective as far as criticism of one thing or another. Mm-hmm. But the thing I like about Dead End Hip Hop is I don't even remember the first time I listened to Dead End Hip Hop, but I just remember like, oh yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And then like yelling at the screen for like 10 minutes over something that I probably disagree with. <laughs> like, to me, that's the fun of it. It should be. Like, to me, that's the fun <laughs> of it, of like listening to someone and be like, everything you just said is fucking bullshit. And I want to <laughs> tell you why. And then th- that's what you do. Like, to me, that's just the art of like going back and forth. And we had an episode previously where we were just talking about, I guess, how we came up or how we grew to like love the music. And for me, it's like that lunch table feel of like yep. arguing with your friends about things and music and all that kind of shit. It's like, that's what. I'm in it for as a fan. Yeah. Like that's what I'm in it for. For adult music and then like a cool conversation with somebody about it or argument or disagreement with about it afterwards. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. But unfortunately me, that's not the way it is right now. But when people take this shit so like but that's what the, going back to like Nikki and the whole overall arching theme what we're talking about like mm. when you get that sensitive and take it that that's when it's fucked up. Now it's not cool and fun no more. It's like you're taking it as a stab against your character or who you are as a person. And it's like, I don't know, man. We're supposed to be having a good time, aren't we? Yeah, and you know, <laughs> it's all about validation. And that even goes to what Nikki's issue is. It's like she has the same issue that a lot of these kids have is they just want to be validated. I want to be you liked. Know? They Yeah, they want to be liked. Ooh. They want to be appreciated. They want to be validated. You know, they, if, they, if they say, like, this album is good, they want an echo chamber of 35 other people saying, yes, this is good. 
And if you have that one person, that one Katniss that comes out and says, I volunteer as tribute to say this is not good, <laughs> then they get pissed off. Yeah. They get furious. Yes, they they attack. Yeah. They they threaten because what it's doing is it's not even really about the music anymore. It's really about them. Like yeah. you're, they feel like yeah. you're telling them that they're wrong. Right. Yeah, and, and that's what it, that's and, what it boils down to. We're not just talking about any. When you say the echo chamber, we're not just talking about the echo chamber of anybody's. Like certain voices are going to make them react that way. Oh yeah, louder. Any anybody can say that, and they don't even pop up on their radar. But this person with this blue check said it, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like that. Now it touches me different. Yes. And now I have to like do something to retaliate because if I <laughs> fuck you up, then you're gonna change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or but, or this person's opinion matters to the overall sphere of how I'm like, so I have to try to do something to make sure this person is on. My but that's side. why yes. numbers are so important now. Album sales are important. Uh, classics is important because it's validation. Mm-hmm. I want to be validated. So if she sells 500k first week, this has to be good, right? Yes. Or if exactly. you win a Grammy and I told you I was a great album, or this person I beef with outsold me in their first week, exactly. I no longer feel validated. Exactly. And now I'm extra mad. And now, I'm, so that's the thing with Nikki fans is I think uh, Craig from uh, Vulture had reviewed Nikki's album. Someone mm. was like, "Did you give it a hundred on, on metrics?" That's literally a Nicki oh, Minaj. Oh, Metacritic? Yeah, Metacritic. Oh. Metacritic. They were like, did you get 100 uh, on Metacritic? That's it's not just how like, Vulture reviews work. That's what I'm saying. But that's their whole thing is validation, numbers, yeah. points. Because mm-hmm. if you get the points, I can go over here and be like, look at the score. Well, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a shield. It's a shield yes. against it's, all yes. criticism. Yep. It's like, exactly. hey, that's cool what you're saying, but you know. fuck you. I have Captain yep. America's shield. Exactly. Fuck you. Best I'm new like, music hey, on Pitchfork. Yeah. It's a shield. Like These mm-hmm. are things that uh, super fans or just even just like, enthused opinions want to use in support of yeah. to validate how they feel. And I just think that's, that's a really nasty way of listening to music. It is. It's a really nasty way. It is. It's I okay do. for something not to be good. It's, it's okay for someone else that you don't know not to like your shit. Yes. Like, that's fine. You'll live. And if you like it over there, that's fine. But you don't have to come give me all of the, the Scantron of scores. Right. Like, I don't need that. I don't need that. Scantron? Oh Scantron. my trying. Yeah, that's yeah. You're getting old. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're getting old, yo. Like do, they, do kids even still have Scantron? I couldn't say. Like is that a whole do they have, have all no, like it's probably yeah. like a VR. <laughs> you <laughs> got you guys <laughs> stop. I think we testing my goggles and Listen, man. Whatever. All right. Well, so to wrap this episode, I think we should give a a toast to at least one thing we actually like. It doesn't have to be to actual biracial Hennessy. I mean, I'm going to drink some anyway. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) But if we we could go around and say one thing that we would toast to or just shout out or plug or whatever, let's do that. Let's end on a happy note. On a positive note? On a positive note. We sat around and opined and slandered. Listen, in Trump's America, I'm just trying to find a little glimmer of hope. I hear that. You started off. I want to, okay, if I was taking a shot right now, I would toast to Tums, I guess. Tums. Okay, so listen, I, Yon and I were talking about this earlier, but um, the cover story on Zaytoven for Red Bulls Magazine went up today. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on cloud nine right now, and I was just like, man, I'm finally doing it. I finally feel like a proper, like, a working adult music <laughs> journalist, blah, blah, blah. But let mm. me tell you, the night before, 
like I was literally like kind of doubled over like in my bed being like well what the fuck I had like the worst like stomach ache I was like what is even happening I don't wow. understand this feeling like what did I eat like what did I do I'm like up late at night like I couldn't really sleep until maybe like two three o'clock I'm pulling my friends like the next morning and they were like it just sounds like you have heartburn and I was like wow that is what my aunts and uncles had. That's what my parents had. I am now of that age. Mm. I did not know what heartburn was until literally today. Mm. So shout out to Tums. So you were successful. Reminding me of my mortality. <laughs> so you were successful personally and professionally. Correct. All right. Shout out to yeah, Tums. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Tums and Hennessy. <laughs> yeah, Tums and Hennessy. <laughs> Mortal enemies coming together. <laughs> coming together you know? and, and, and creating one. We are making the world a better place. Yeah. Right. Unity. Um, I would want to shout out Rembert for his Times Magazine cover story on Spike Lee. I was reading that before I came here. And it's always dope when you see someone from Atlanta uh, get a high-profile uh, position and, or a high-profile feature like that, especially when you got you know a black writer and a black artist like Spike sit down and have a conversation about race, uh, a movie about race, and can do it for Times Magazine. I feel like that's amazing. So shout out to Rembert, man, doing his thing. Perfect. I don't know. Who do I want to shout out? I mean, I could copy. I don't want to shout out Spike Lee, but I've been, I've been really talking about uh, Boots Riley a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for the main reason of, I want there to be more black weirdo filmmakers out. Um, and I, I've had arguments about this recently because you know people think I make everything about race, which maybe I do, but um, I think a it's important. To that. A toast to that. A toast to being a race baiter. <laughs> yes. Mr. Sharpton. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> No, but that movie was amazing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, the, mm. movie, the movie was definitely dope. What do I have to shout out to? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, right. shout out to the pure white Hennessy. Shout out, shout out to the pure biracial Hennessy pure white. Shout out to the biracial tragic mulatto Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> All imbibed on tonight. It's made for a very lively conversation. <laughs> Is that white? how we're yes. gonna pronounce that? Pure, I mean, I'm, you know, white, white, white. pure white, white, white. white. <laughs> like let it be known that white. Um, shout out to y'all. Shout out to people who are listening to this podcast. Shout out people to who have uh, retweeted this podcast or supported us in any way. We appreciate it. Um, we're still in the early stages of this thing, but like we have a good time every week. We come together, we talk about this rap stuff and whatever else we feel like talking about. And hopefully, you know, you all get something out of it and then you get to laugh and then you get something out of it and you get a good balance of stuff that makes this an enjoyable listen. We appreciate all y'all.